Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining and wavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm extremely grateful that you have tuned in today. We are working our way through the book of Nehemiah. We're studying his life and we're weathering the storm with him. In our previous five episodes, we've kind of laid the foundation and the groundwork for what Nehemiah went through. Of course, we know that his task was very tall, that he was to lead the charge in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem after they had been torn down. We noticed how he faced the problem. He, he faced the storm head on, how he went to God in prayer, and how he was able to rally the troops and really get everybody excited for this work. And so that's Nehemiah chapters 1 through 3. Uh, we now come to chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you there if you have a place where you can sit down and open that up. While you're opening to Nehemiah chapter 4, I want to say a quick word about the Scattered Abroad Network. I try to do this every episode uh, to promote the network. And of course, I'm extremely grateful to be a part of it. Uh, You can find us um, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to our master feed. We encourage you to do that so you have access to all the content we're putting out. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Uh, You can email us, thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com, and visit our website, scatteredabroad.org. We encourage you to use every avenue that we're putting out, and uh, just be extremely grateful and thankful Uh, for all of you who are listening week in and week out. Appreciate so much the uh, encouragement, the feedback that, that I get from week to week, and I appreciate you liking and sharing these. And uh, that's our goal. Let's share it as far as we can with as many people as we can in hopes that we can help somebody draw closer to God and weather the storm. Hopefully now you're in Nehemiah chapter 4, and we're going to entitle this episode today, Working Through Problems. We understand that that we all have problems. We have different uh, degrees or different levels of problems. I heard uh, Mike Swims in a sermon that he preached on problems and how you face them, he talked about different level problems. He talked about a Jonah-level problem, an Elijah-level problem, and a Job-level problem. And, of course, he was building up to say, you know, Jonah's problems really were self-inflicted. You know, here's Jonah, and, and he was successful in his mission, but he didn't want to be successful in his mission. And when you get to the end of Jonah, you have him kind of pouting under the tree. Well, then you have Elijah, who is extremely successful in his mission. But in First uh, Kings 19, you know, he's, he's asking God for, let me die. And so you have these problems that are brought on. And sometimes we, 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 we make our problems that are not as big, and we magnify them in our own mind to be bigger. And then, of course, uh, Brother Mike went to the example of Job. He said, then there's Job-level problems. You know, you lose all your children, you lose your health. Your wife says, curse God and die. So the point is, we all face problems. Uh, We face different kinds of problems. There's different levels of problems. But no doubt, when you think about Nehemiah and the problems that he's facing, obviously the first problem is, how are we going to rebuild this wall? You know, this is a big task, and it's, it's more than just the physical structure. It's the work that's involved. It's making sure that everybody stays positive and continues to work hard because Anytime there's a long project, you know, burnout is a real thing. And what we're going to notice today is that they had to work 
through some problems, and they're going to face a lot of opposition from other people. So our goal today is to notice how Nehemiah and the others work through problems, and then we want to make the application to our lives and look at some ways that we can work through our problems even today. Nehemiah chapter 4, let's work through the text together, beginning there in verse 1. And remember, this is after all the people had gotten together there in chapter 3. We read about all the people got together and worked to rebuild the gates and the wall. But chapter 4 begins saying, But it so happened when Sembalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. He spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? See, they're starting to question and trying to cause problems for those who were doing what was good and right. Verse 3 says, Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him. He said, Whatever they build, even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. So here's a problem. You know, Nehemiah is trying to rally the troops and get everybody excited and to stay focused. And they're doing a good job. They're, they're, they're rebuilding the walls. They're rebuilding the gates. But because of Samballot and others who are furious and upset with the success, they're trying to bring them down. I want you to notice what Nehemiah does. He doesn't run up to Samballot. He doesn't run up to buy. He doesn't go to the people. He goes to God. Look at this prayer, what he offers up. Verse 4, Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity. Do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Nehemiah says, God, I understand that vengeance belongs to you. I'm not going to stop this work. I've got work to continue to do. But please don't allow them to do this and get away with it. That's essentially what Nehemiah is saying. So he handled this the right way. This is how he started to work through the problems. I'm going to go to God first. And then I love verse 6. This is really one of the key verses in the book of Nehemiah. So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For, here's why, the people had a mind to work. Their mindset was so strong that they were able to work through problems. Instead of seeing the problem, they saw the solution. Instead of seeing the difficulty, they saw the way to to make it happen. And, And that can happen to us sometimes. Sometimes we just see how difficult the problem is, and we're not even willing to look to how we can solve it or fix it. Well, here, Nehemiah teaches us, here's what we ought to do. Yeah, there's a problem. Let's not try to, to act like it's not there. Let's go to God in prayer, and let's have the right mindset to work through it. That's what he did, and that's what the others did. They built the wall because they had a mind to work. Now, obviously, even though they got back to work, so did Samballot and others. That doesn't mean that you know, just because you have a good mindset and you want to work hard that you're not going to face opposition. Verse 7 said, It happened when Sembalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed. They became very angry, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem, and notice this, and create confusion. 
This is one of Satan's favorite tools is to create confusion. You know, when you go back to the to the Garden of Eden, that's exactly what he did with Eve. Did God really say you can't eat of this? Did he really say that? He wants her to doubt what God said. He wants to create confusion. But the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul tells the brethren in Corinth, there should be no division among you. You should be of the same mind and the same judgment. In other words, don't let there be any confusion here. And so Sam Ballot and others say, if we can create confusion, if we can get some people to, to kind of pin themselves against one another, then we can stop them from rebuilding this wall. So they're trying to come up and create confusion. But verse 9 says, nevertheless, in other words, in spite of this, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them we set a watch against them day and night. There's great wisdom in that. First, of course, going to God in prayer. But then the wisdom in we're going to set up guards and we're going to watch them. We know what they're about. We know they're trying to bring us down. We're going to keep a close eye on them while we continue to work. When you come to verse 10, you'll notice that Judah said, The strength of the laborers is failing, and there's so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. Here you see how the confusion and the doubt starting to creep in. We, we can't do it. And our adversary said, verse 11, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. Talk about having to work through problems. It's almost like Sembalat and others say, we're going to take them down, whatever it takes. Verse 12, so it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came. They told us 10 times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. So Nehemiah shows great leadership. He positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and he set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And then Nehemiah says, I looked and arose, and I said to the nobles, to the leaders, to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. That is such a powerful verse, and it's one that we need to remember today. Remember the Lord. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord and fight. Fight for your family. There's a spiritual war going on today. In our society, it's a mess. We talked about that a few episodes ago. And so as, as godly people, as Christians, we've got to fight for our families. And Nehemiah says, stand up and fight. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord is with us. Remember, he's on our side. So you stand up and you fight. Verse 15 says, It happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. You have in the next few verses how the people got together. Half the servants worked in this area, half the servants worked in that area. But what I love about this is everyone went to his work. Everyone said, okay. We're not denying that there's problems. We're not denying that there's issues going on with the opposition. But we trust in God. We trust in Nehemiah as our leader. And we're going to go do the work. When you come to verse 19, Nehemiah again addresses this issue. It says, The work is great and extensive, and we're separated far from one another on the wall. 
So whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally us there, and our God will fight for us. And then in verse 21, it says, so we labored in the work. What you find in this chapter is even though there's problems, Nehemiah and the others worked through those problems. They, they didn't allow this to stop them from doing what God would have them to do. They, they knew they had a God-given task to rebuild the wall. And they knew that it was going to be a, a tough assignment, but it needed to be done. And there's a lot of application that we can make, of course, from this chapter. But before we do that, let's look at another passage or two. In Nehemiah chapter 6, of course, you think about how Satan operates. He's not going to give up. In fact, when he went and tempted Jesus, Luke's account says he came back in an opportune time. You know, he's not going to give up. Uh, but that means we must not give up either. In Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 9, Nehemiah says, They were all trying to make us afraid, saying that their hands will be weakened in the work, and it will not be done. You know, you imagine hearing that day after day after day. You can't do it. You're going to grow weak. You're going to grow weary. You can't do it. And so the end of verse 9, Nehemiah says, Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. You know, it's not that you ask God to take away your problem. It's that you ask God to strengthen you so you can get through it. And that's the, a great example that we learned right here from Nehemiah that we're going to address here in just a moment when it comes to God's solution. But then you look at verse 15. After Nehemiah says, God, I want you to remember Tobiah and Sembal according to their works. Verse 15 says, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things that they were very disheartened in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was done by our God. It's as if they said, well, we thought we had them. But God was truly on their side. They were able to build the wall and rebuild it. And even though we tried with, with everything we could, they were successful. They had to admit that. They were ashamed. And that's the point. We must not give Satan a leg up. When we have problems and we face difficulties and trials, let's pray to God for strength to get through them. Nehemiah and the others were able to work through their problems, and what a great lesson for us today. And with that, I want to share three thoughts with you as we close out this episode today. Some practical ways that we can work through the problems that we face. Number one, we learn it from here from Nehemiah chapter four, is that we need to seek God's help. Seek God's help. In verse four and in verse nine, when the problems arose, when it was a difficult time, Nehemiah went to God in prayer. And we know that and we say it, but we must not make that cliche. You know, sometimes we, we might tell somebody or in our own minds, think, well, just pray about it. But the question is, are we really doing that? Are we just, you know, saying it one time, nonchalant, going about our day? Or are we seriously, genuinely praying and seeking God's help to get through the trials? That, that's what Nehemiah did. He knew we need God's help. We, we need strength. We need a clear mind, a focused mind, and trust that God would help them. You know, the New Testament update is Philippians 4, 6. 
Be anxious, be careful for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So Christians today, we have that blessing. We have that promise that God will give us peace as we seek His help, as we go and face the problems, the storms of life. So seek God's help. Number two, search God's Word. You know, if you're facing a problem and you don't know how to handle it, search God's Word. Be like the noble Bereans who searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether or not the things that Paul was spoken were, were true. We need to do the same thing. Acts 17, 11. Stutter to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling aright the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15, I need to study to show myself approved. I need to search God's word for myself so I can find the solutions to the different problems that I'm facing. So seek God's help, search God's word. Then number three, see God's solution. See God's solution. The solution for Nehemiah and others was, we're going to give it to God and we're going to work. I believe it was Marshall Keeble who said, pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on you. And the point is, you give it to God in prayer, and that doesn't mean you just sit back and do nothing. You give it to God in prayer, you trust in Him, and then you do your absolute best. And, and here we think about Nehemiah saying, oh Lord, strengthen our hands. You know, strengthen us. And then Nehemiah was able to use that and go and strengthen others. He says, listen, you need to remember that God is with us. Don't be afraid of these people and what they're saying. Let's get back to work. And so Nehemiah had that strength because he had already gone to God in prayer. He, of course, knew the word of God. We pointed that out when he went back to the law of Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 4, and, and later, in, in, uh, later in the book when he, he think about how God had promised to be with his people as they sought his will. So these first two things applied to Nehemiah. He sought God's help and he searched God's word. But again, you got to see God's solution. What was the solution to the problem that Nehemiah then faced? Well, it was to keep working. It was to have the same mindset and not be derailed from doing what God would have them to do. You know, you think about the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, Paul talks about having a thorn in the flesh. He had a problem. Remember what the Lord said to him? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. That's where you're going to find your real strength. That was God's solution to his problem. It wasn't to remove the thorn. It wasn't to remove the problem. It was to give him grace and mercy and strength to get through the problem. So you may be listening to this today thinking, I've got a lot of problems that are mounting up. Financial problems, health problems. Uh, maybe even spiritual problems, problems with sin, problems in the home. How can you work through them? Let's learn from Nehemiah how to do that. Seek God's help. Search God's word. See God's solution. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this episode will help you to work through the problems that you may face and that it will help you to ultimately weather the storm. Again, I appreciate so much you listening in today. May God bless you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.